uh, Mon- slow. It was monotoned. You're talking about baseball. You're talking Can about you your favorite t- sport in the world. Just imagine. Yeah, you not not it's not Mr. Not baseball. To ma- you are Mr. October. It's just imagine Eddie tickling favorite. you under the arms. It's not. Pretend. I don't like to be touched. Pretend. Pretend we're at weights <laughs> and you have that screwdriver in the morning before. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> to another episode of Three and a Half Gentlemen. <laughs> No. Harry Carey here. Harry Carey here. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Go Three and a Half Gentlemen. Okay. Uh, wait, we're a minute in. This is the beginning, the opening scene. That's all this is. <laughs> I don't believe it. He's stealing home and he doesn't see him. <laughs> Like, how do you not see him, man? Who gets a base runner on third Who base? Who keeps that <laughs> fucking terrible hat? Are you serious? That was one of the most important moments in his life. Oh, God. That can was we, can we get through? Should have thrown the fireplace and listen to his friend. Can Eddie we do? Let's, let's start the Welcome podcast. Welcome to another episode of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, on the bench are my co-hosts. Jeremiah. What up, fart smeller? Eddie. You're killing me, Smalls. And Brandel. I'm a great bambino. What? What? I'm a great bambino. What? Oh! Oh, the great bambino. I thought you said the great bambi. The wimpy deer? The wimpy deer? (laughs) This season, we've decided that each host will pick a film from each decade, from the 70s to today, that exemplifies that time period. Some of the films will be underrated, some classics, while others will be overrated piles of cinematic crap. To finish off each decade, the host will have a group pick that wraps up the decade in style. As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film we just watched? At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being the perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober. And five is the sort of film that forces you to pickle the beast just to survive. Oh, God, pickle. In addition to our review, we always pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. This season, we want to focus a little bit more on the cocktail selection, so please feel free to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. With that, what do we have on deck for this evening? Oh, I see what you did. Actually, it's walking up to the You brought out all the cards today. I like it. Just a bit outside. Just. That's right. I want to do that one. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Just a bit out. Shut up. Bob Eubanks. Just fantastic. Wait, Bob Eubanks? No. No, Bob Eubanks. It's not the... It's Bob Euchre. Okay, just because the you're done... parade over just there. Just because you're done with your part does not mean you can start yeah, talking. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we good? We good? I can am I, host, go? can I go? Can I go? <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the host keeps interrupting us. <laughs> the, the one only host. Go ahead. Okay. Mm-mm. You sure? You have my permission. Okay. Tonight, we have our final selection for our 90s films. This is our group pick, and it's the iconic childhood classic, The Sandlot. This 1993 film took us back to the summer of 1962, where the weather was warm, the pool was cold, and kissing the lifeguard made you a legend. I just want to go ahead and shoot this out to everybody. Uh, if I had read it from the script, this is where the weather was warm. Warm? What's warm? Like, I don't, are we talking about the dance, or are we talking about the little thing in the dirt? Either way, it's good. Okay, The Sandlot is rated a 7.8 on IMDb, which is shit low. Has a critic score of 63%. What the hell's wrong with people? It's because people script. hate We're going to go ahead and talk Read about this, script. apparently. Proving yet again the critics are nothing but pee-drinking crap faces. <laughs> An audience score of 89% of Roger. You saw what I was going to say, didn't you? <laughs> this is why you should read the script before you get to it. So Scotty Smalls moves to a new neighborhood with his mom and stepdad and wants to learn to play baseball. 
Bring in Benny the Jet Rodriguez, the neighborhood the legend, baseball guru. The man, the myth. He really is. He takes Smalls under his wing, and soon Smalls becomes part of a group of local kids who spend their summers playing baseball at the Sandlot. Just beyond the wall of the Sandlot, though, there lives the Beast, who is notorious for consuming any balls that find their way over the fence. Over the course of the summer, the Motley group falls into adventures involving baseball, treehouse campouts, a desirous trip to the local pool, a snooty rival ball team, a disastrous trip, and a ride <laughs> at the traveling fair. That's all before Smalls gets the group in the biggest pickle anyone has ever seen. For ever. Don't ruin it. I have it in the script in a different place. Obviously. So, Jer. In all fairness, by the way, I didn't write that one. So that's obviously those mistakes you are not mine. Before no, we get into our cocktail selection, we need to talk about whose film this is and additionally uh, what our initial impressions of the movie were before sitting down to watch it. Since this is a group pick, I guess I'll start it off. Bro, did we watch this movie in the theaters when we, we were little? We did. We watched it. Wait, at that, that time, the, it was like one ninety nine or it was two ninety nine. Was it no, dollar theaters? We watched it in. I think we watched it on release day, and then also at the dollar movie theaters, which that was like ninety nine cents. Right? Yeah, and then but it's funny because the cost of a movie was what two ninety nine. So no, like three, like three a and a quarter. Good, solid three twenty five. Three and a quarter. I remember that being. It was pretty. This awesome. was in nineteen ninety three. Inflation right? these days that equals to seventeen dollars a ticket. Well, I did say six save sixteen cents is Fourth of July, so I feel like I can go to a movie. Well, there you we go. could buy three different. <laughs> we could buy maybe two different baseballs. I think we pretty much grew up with this film. I mean, we this did. was the film that kind of started it all for all the baseball films. Without this, you don't get uh, Rook of the Year. Angels in the Outfield, Little oh, Big yeah. League. So oh, yeah. this movie kind of started oh, yeah. off, and I, yeah, I actually you know, think this was one of those movies. Uh, Mighty Ducks came around the same time before. No, Mighty after. Ducks was 97? No, no was that was 92, same. guys. Or 91. No, so before this? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you're lying. No. Yeah, yeah he's, he's right about I'm that. I'm IMDb app. He's up. right about that. Show IMDb. me my Messilio. Could you please? Emilio uh, Estevez, Estevez. 1991, 1992. 92, God dang it. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, this movie's been in our lies for the longest time and seriously it holds yeah. really high up in the library of you know it, i think it holds uh for me it holds Go for uh, it. i'm gonna take are, the are throne we giving our, our ratings my, now my, no Ed, my, my no, review his first impression know, did you not listen it's first impression holding up don't be I mean, a puss eating we're not talking about our last impressions God, dude God. seriously Give our you're killing me smalls literally in my notes i said i was scotty smalls growing up <laughs> i just see that i just see that you still have that hat <laughs> Burn that hat. The damn hat. So the bill's out to first impression. I remember. I that, liked it. That this movie is something that I was hoping to watch. This is like season three. I'm like, when are we throwing in Sandlot? Because overall, though, it's 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 a movie that holds true to my heart. I was eight when I watched this. I think. Good job, math. You were probably seven because like we have we both have late birthdays, so we we're probably seven. Yeah. 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 Unless you saw it after October. Came Brandon, out the summer of seventy. What was your 93. first impression? Um, I don't remember seeing this one in the theaters, but I do remember for some reason owning the VHS tape and watching this on it constant used to be the repeat. One, it used to be the yeah. one in the soft case. Remember oh, yeah. The soft, oh, like yeah. The plastic the, yes. soft case VHS Still have tape. that. You mean those Disney perfect. old movies? Yeah, yeah. where it was like mm-hmm. kid-proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still have that. You could like throw it and it would be still funny. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, no, I, I. this is a movie that uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but it, oh, it's really? a movie. Of, shut up. Um, I'm not going to talk about it now. So... <laughs> Anyway, it's it's a great movie then, uh, and we'll find out if it's a great movie now. But it's it's uh, it's a movie that I, f- I think just when you think of, of growing up, you think of this movie. You just can't help but doing that, whether you played baseball or not. Sean? So I probably haven't seen this in a good, I want to say a good 10 years. Like I hadn't. No. Okay. I, I know, I know. 
Uh, I used to uh, watch. You regret that decision? Uh, well, yeah. Now, okay. um, I sat down and watched it with uh, f- my a good friend's parents, and we literally sat on the couch and laughed and paused it like ten times. Just the the references. It made me feel like a kid again. So super excited to uh, to review it. I was I was super excited to watch it, and I think uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun podcast. I agree with Definitely. Eddie. When we were doing this podcast, we were just like we had certain films that we wanted to go like, hey. We should just add this movie to the the list of things that we're going to be like reviewing. And why I was not. excited to watch it with my kids. Eddie, take us through the cocktail. All right. Well, as we mentioned earlier, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story with a cocktail. This season, we really want to stress the cocktail and more and how it links up to a movie selection. And everyone who listens knows that when we finally watch a Bond movie... Which we <laughs> will do. We will do. We will we pair it with knows. a vodka martini shaking that stir <laughs> of a lemon pill. But tonight, but tonight's cocktail was a group pick. So Sean will be taking to us through the cocktail. All right. So tonight we have the You're Killing Me Smalls cocktail. You said that just like ham. First, you start with the mallow. <laughs> you going to do it like his. I was reading that. I was like, did he Or in this case, the rim. Uh, a rim of, you make a rim of marshmallow fluff. Then you grind up some graham, crap, graham crackers graham and crackers. dip them into the rim. Oh to God. make the actual cocktail, you combine vanilla vodka, Yum. milk, cream oh. de coca, Ooh. spiced rum, Spicy. and ice. You shake it up and pour it in. Best enjoyed in a treehouse while listening to a clearly made-up story of a killer junkyard dog. That was a real story. What? It's made up? <laughs> Be careful. You will feel likely, like you can drink this cocktail Forever. For our complete recipe, you can visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com or you can see it on our Instagram at the.gentlemanpodcast. The dot means a lot, gentlemen, and I think we need to taste this delicious thing. S'more what? Cheers. S'more S'more what? I haven't had anything yet. I have anything. I can have something if I have anything. S'more. Oh, marshmallow fluff sticking in my lips. I love marshmallow fluff. (laughs) I love marshmallow fluff too much. It sort of tastes... mm. It tastes like summer. It tastes no. like, summer, like, bum, like bum, bum. summer nights. It tastes like yeah. you were summer around nights. a campfire as a kid. Like it, it really does have that kind of tastes like feeling. N- tastes like a chocolate milk. Yeah, it does. Tastes <laughs> like a chocolate milk that's vodka in it. <laughs> like an adult s'more. <laughs> this is a grown-up drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink this at home, kids. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think we should start uh, at the beginning with uh, a voiceover that I am usually hugely upset by right mm-hmm. i am not one who likes uh, a narration was over his the top voice the not perfection it was uh, the only perfection. person that could have done better than this in my opinion james Earl jones i was thinking um <laughs> Morgan Freeman. uh no i was thinking uh gosh darn it michael kane no another Kevin old Costner? guy oh brian cox no god dang it would have been perfect though another the guy from guy. point break no <laughs> god, let's talk about point break real quick everybody Hurry up. uh richard dreyfus Oh, Stand By Me. Yeah. You're going Stand yeah. By Me style. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. get you. Yep, that's yeah, good. I've been there, done that. So did anyone else, obviously... Uh, did you know the director was actually the narrator of the film? I did not know I that. did not know Yes, that. he was. Oh, my God, it's perfect. So did you know the original... So the, the, the game that he's narrating at the very be- front, front of the game, front of the... Uh, you want to start that over? Yeah. The, <laughs> the game that he is announcing... At the beginning of the ...is what? between what two teams? Well, it's the Dodgers, obviously. And the Giants. God, the Giants. Yeah, the Giants. Always gotta talk shit about the Giants, bro. <laughs> Well, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I, I haven't seen the movie in a while last night. Um, did the Dodgers win? I'm sure. Oh, because they're playing actually, the Giants. Actually, we don't know that. He didn't see him. He, I can't believe it. He didn't see he him. He literally, it's a walk-off it, steal. Hey, did you know that was actually uh, Benny the, the Jet Robinson's yeah. his older so brother? Like, it's true. We got thumbs up. I did not know that. Everyone yeah. just said thumbs up. All right, and now. Then, did he even hear it? Then it's he a walk-off. No. 
I gave him my gold nuggets yeah, here. Yeah, he's peppering in these fun facts. You've got to listen. I want to hear it. Wait, wait, wait. The older Benny the Jet Rodriguez is actually the older brother of the actor that played Benny the Jet Mike, Rodriguez. Mike Vitar. Damn, yeah. what is he, like 25 years older? And, Dude. He sh- and he should have shaved that mustache. That was a... No, that was a 90s no, thing. I would rock that mustache. Really, if Tom Selleck comes That's out right now... Tom Selleck's mustache is unparalleled. What about... <laughs> he was actually Indiana Jones when the variety... <laughs> That's true. Do you ever see the end of someone's career in the MLB? It's like, buddy... Just, just show up to the game. Yeah. What about Sam Elliott? You're gonna look at him and say, "Ooh, get rid of that bro, mustache." There's another mustache. That's kind of true, bro. Because I'm thinking about my like, baseball players, and when you see the rookie card, you're like, "Fuck, they're so badass, amazing." And then the and they're they're like they're 70s like, porn stars. Very end of the career, they're, they're like all bald. They're all yeah. huge. Yeah, they're just, you know, it's like Kevin Costner from For the Love of the Game, just like just showing up barely. <laughs> oh, actually, that was one of my questions. Yankees. That was one of my Stadium hypothetical questions. Ready? What would have happened to the perfect game in For Love of the Game? If Benny the Jet was on the Yankees, oh, Benny playing the Jet him. beats him every day. Every day, every day. Benny the Jet is kind of like seriously a legend when it comes to Dodger fans because he's if you go to a Dodger game, you see his jerseys he's, everywhere. He's it's also, the funniest thing, dude. And he's also a legend with uh, the females too. Like, well, like who the, wouldn't? Be? Of, Did you see that mustache? Like a lot of first crushes, I realized. For dude, the a little Benny. tickle on that upper lip. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Come on now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the movie. Wow. So yeah. we've got. Do we want to do that though? Yeah, we do. Let's talk about mustaches. Mustaches. If we're going to talk about mustaches, then we're going to put Hercule Poirot has the best mustaches in the world. New. By the way, it is plural. Can mustaches? We? Yeah. Yes. It's weird. Okay, yes. fun fact. Let's go. Fun fact. Education, guys. Go for it. 1962 summer. One of the things about this movie that I really love is the ragtag group of kids that are part of the Sandlot crew, right? So everyone is just like, my favorite thing is they're all saying how nerdy he is. Scotty Smalls. They're all fucking nerds. They're all these mishmash pile of weird kids who are out playing baseball in a summer. Yeah, game. I agree with you, but they know how to play baseball. But yes. they're also That's gr- the thing. They've yeah. also a group of the guys. So They've have been you together ever, forever. My yeah. thing is, have you ever moved into a new neighborhood and having to make new friends on like right before so now it's not even at school because your school's over yes I did and I know Brandon did I don't, I don't think you and I had to I never had me I never had yeah. friends that's a lie that's I believe not a lie friends. no my buddy Eric Sepulveda <laughs> I remember going to a different town different city and he's the one who came to our house and he's like hey man you want to play some like some, some Sega Genesis Sega. and I was like yeah dude cool and then we became best friends Yes. Did we just become best friends? But yes, we did. That, I imagine you have a Genesis. What? That's a real issue, though. I imagine for you know a, a, a kid who's about to go summer, and he wants to. He probably doesn't have a lot of friends moving in, and he, he's coming in there. And luckily, he saw Benny the Jet walking in, walking down the street, and just waved to him. Well, there's a couple things that I think are, are really notable. But one of the things that I love about this movie is that by the middle to end of the movie, all of the kids in the group like have fully embraced Scotty. Like he's not yeah. just like the weird outsider still like he's one of the group. Um, and I think that happens after, well, I mean, it, it's this like building thing of, of losing the ball and then they all band together for him, but in banding together for him, he becomes kind of embraced as, as one of them. And I think that's really cool. But the other thing that I think is really neat is, is when Benny sticks up for Scotty the first time he brings him around and they're all like, he's a loser. He's a L7 weenie. And he, then he just goes on, on just like defense mode for Scotty. And I think that's on. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You look more like a duck. Um, but like it, to me, it's so crazy because it's such an innocent movie. It's a, such a stupid, innocent story, right? And you see just good people being good people. Like I, there's no bad person in this movie. I feel like I, I, I got a different vibe from this movie watching it 
at, oh, yeah. at this side of, of adolescence. Right. So when I was watching it when I was a kid, I remember thinking Dennis Leary was a dick like that. His, mm-hmm. his stepdad was just this piece of shit who never gave him the time of day. Who was like, a, and as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, Oh my God, he's struggling just as much as, as Scotty yeah, is. No, think about he's this. He's a jerk. Got to watch no, out for that curve. He's not, he's not a jerk. Think about this. Scotty is, they moved 11. into a new, eleven. He's yeah. eleven, okay. and they move move, move to oh, a new town. Hold on, with a new job. No, they're eleven. He moves in, has now married the the mom, inherited an eleven year old kid. He didn't have a little baby. He didn't have a, a kid. He had like a fully fledged young adolescent man living in his house. He's never been a father before. He has no idea how to be a father. And that's and, yeah, and that's something that's unheard of in the nineteen sixties. Right. And he's trying his best to kind of figure out how this relationship is gonna work. He wasn't a jerk. He wasn't mean. He was scared. He was having just as much of a problem with it as Scotty was, and he didn't quite know how to yeah. play catch with him. He no, didn't know I, how no, to No, I do get it. what you're saying. I, I I did see because we'd actually talked about it before I watched it again. Um you were saying the same thing to me about it. But I, I did see he's you know, and that's just his character, just who he is, and I don't think it's it's a bad thing. It's not he's not a bad character. Um but like when he says you gotta watch out for the curve when he busts his eye open. <laughs> Gotta watch I mean, out for that curve. Come on now. Yeah, I love the fact that he's like, give him a second. Let me just go in the freezer and get this big ass fucking steak. <laughs> oh, steak. And just Boom. smack it. But I feel like that's like, like, like 50s, 60s. I actually think they're after that. Dad move. I think after that, playing the catch, mm-hmm. the dad, I mean, he had no relationship. It was, it was, he was building this relationship. So what, what was able to build in this relationship is the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. And a, a father son playing catch is a, is a pastime that has, is this there? And, and fast forward to when he leaves for his business trip. He like he tells Scotty he's like you're the man of the house yep. you need to like protect your mom you need to yep. that was a a big a step big for, him. for him it was yeah. a big moment for Scotty but it was also a big moment for the for the dad yeah and I just I I feel like when I was a kid he was the villain of the story in in some if respect. you're gonna call a, a one of them sure a I, I didn't mean like a villain like over yeah, like yeah I know what you're saying I, I never saw him yeah. as a villain but I I see where you're coming from on that like he was always afraid uh, I felt like Scotty was always afraid of his stepdad yeah. He stole the ball because they needed a ball, not to piss off his stepdad. And then his whole world was crushed when he couldn't give that ball back. Like, oh my God, Bill's never going to love me again. He's never going to look at me again. He's never going to, you know. But it, it just, it created this dynamic that I think from this side of it is different watching the movie. It just hit me different. That's all. You I'm know saying. the director's other movie before he did this one, bro? What? Radio Flyer. Oh, I love that movie too. Oh my God. So he Elijah knows how to do it. He does movies that are just like can really you can narrate from a kid's point of view, like when you actually have the fears and like kind of like, you know, hey, I'm making new friends or hey, just like kind of like, you know, important situations like, you know, yeah. what you go through as a kid. I think he has a good eye on him. This man. movie is a great movie of being able to see the movie through a kid's eyes, the lens, and then also having adults like this. It has both like what Sean was saying, it has both layers here. Uh, but mo- mainly when, you, when you're younger, it's just like, oh, you're, you're watching it through a kid. And you could, even from now, I could see that kid's point of view now. It's just funny how, like, even like how they see the beasts as this big dog. They see it because they, you know, there's stories of the buff beasts. Chopper, man. Sick yeah. balls. Yeah, so it's just, there's everything about, there's everything with <laughs> All the I stories. Heard chopper, <laughs> sick balls. That's from, uh, that's from Stand, Stand By Can me. we talk about how his first, uh, he, he, I mean, go Smalls for running out to the field to say, I'm going to plan on just going out there into somewhere out in the... Have you and to wear that hat, Have you ever had a friend that, that did that, actually? Just, just around the guy like, hey, I'm just going to hang out with you guys. That's badass. Like, we can make fun of Scotty Smalls for being, like, this passive, kind of meek and mild and weak. So he was, was crazy. He was 
ballsy going out there. Like that's something I don't think I know I couldn't have done. You well, don't see that. So no. What's really yeah. funny is I was watching this movie and and I there's this thing going around <clears throat> from Elon Musk and he talks about why he started Tesla mm. or no why he started yeah Tesla. whatever no Tesla. before he started. Tesla. Tesla. He started a, a, a web company. He tried to go get a job and he was so awkward and nervous. He was standing in the lo- lobby, like couldn't get a job. So he started his own company. So he didn't have to go get a job for someone else. Scotty goes out to this field, not knowing anything about baseball mm-hmm. and basically just shimmies his way in, realizes that they only have eight. He need, they need a ninth guy. And he's like, well, I could stand in the outfield. <laughs> stand somewhere in the very back, like right center, left field. And he this? comes with that terrible glove. Oh, God. The plastic plastic glove. Everyone, the plastic had a, glove. everyone had the glove like that. But there point. was an, a narration at this point of the movie where, where he's kind of out there for the first time. He's describing this game. And one of the things that this movie, I think, does brilliantly is it links baseball to life. And, and there's so many great movies that do this. Mm-hmm. But... When he talks about the way that they played, they never, you know, it was never organized. They keep score. And they just never stop playing. What I love about this is this is not a, a baseball movie. But I don't think that a lot of sports movies are sport or movies about sports. Um, but this is definitely not, it's not a baseball movie. It's about literally growing up, childhood, maybe kind of that growing into, a, you know, an adult. But really more than anything, it's about embracing just the time that you have to be a kid. You know, that's what this this whole thing is. They 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 all come up against their first big kid problem. Well, and, right? and they to have to Eddie, figure it out how how do they fix it? Going back to what Eddie was saying, you know, he moved into a neighborhood that literally he knew no one. He saw kids running over to this lot place playing baseball. He's always wanted to play baseball. He just infiltrated their group and we're like hey i'm here uh you know yeah but what was really cool was the mom was actually making them like actually oh, yeah. like you know venture out like Don't hey get man in get in trouble yo not too much trouble but you know have fun out there make new friends you know and then you see him the next day actually getting asked by benny to come over you know and benny's like you know took him under his wing which i love benny the benny jeb Rodriguez. A freaking goat it's about friendship <sighs> yeah it's about friendship i think that's definitely what it is and and benny's one of those yeah, one of those kids that I wanted to be when I was a kid. Like he, the way he, he moved, cool, the way man. he was just a cool fucking. Like I, I, there's the open, a, and we're jumping jersey. around a little bit when they're when when they're playing the God. night game and the fireworks are going oh. off and everyone's looking at the fireworks and he's rounding the bases. It's like that's a great fucking scene. It's just one of those. It characterizes him so completely, yes. without forcing it down our throats. And I, I think that I wrote this in my notes that that to me, um, it is. The, the best, oh, right here it is. Uh, one of the greatest cinematic and patriotic moments, I think, is the 4th of July. Oh, and Ray Charles I mean, singing the... With Ray uh, Charles singing, and oh. you got all of them stopping, but it, it shows exactly the priorities, I guess, and explains how and why they became what they became. Benny, he lived for this moment. He lived for this game. He was going to succeed with it. All the others, they were good with just being... In Benny's presence, really. I, I also liked the concept of, uh, and I, I'm, I'm a step on the third rail right now, but 1962 was a very difficult time in American history. You had the rise of Martin Luther King. You had the rise of the civil rights movement. This cast is uber diverse. Very, mm-hmm. I mean, there are all sorts of different groups of, of, of people represented. Yeah. There was no fighting. There was no, there was not even a, a mention of it. Like, I, I can't, hate to say it, but I don't think this movie gets made like this today because no. there would be infighting and problems. It's like now 
it was a bunch of kids from a bunch of different diverse mm-hmm. backgrounds. I always thought Benny the Jet Rodriguez was poor. I'm kind of thinking that he wasn't. No, I'm I don't think so. That he had no. Money. Look at his look at his his bedroom was 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 bitching. set up. Yeah. Listen, he had PF flyers, yo. Yeah, and, and, that's and, then, and brand new and PF brand flyers. New, he was wearing PF flyers. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got brand new image in they my also, head. Yeah. They also lived in the area of I'm guessing like it, it was, was the nice suburb. Was the valley? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was. I think it was like Cerritos or Lakewood. Uh, or maybe a little oh, Orange County, yeah. Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think it was literally the Valley. Yeah. I thought <laughs> it was Arizona for they some were reason. All, they were all. I think they wouldn't be playing in the summer. <laughs> no, but I think all socioeconomically, they were they were on the same page. And and the only conflict that we have in the entire movie so between people kids, is yeah. the punk. And guess what? The conflict is all about who's a better baseball team, right. Than the other. That's literally all it's about. You're not good to lick the dirt of a cleats. Because here's the thing, like you said, <laughs> nowadays, nowadays they roll they make in. Make it about something. They else. would roll in. They'd be all in uniform. They'd be like, "We're sponsored. We we are our travel team, and we're, you guys are just, yeah, just a bunch of poor. Yeah, we're just a bunch of poor, poor player, whatever. That that isn't even on the table. Just literally, here. wasn't literally. there yet. Yeah, I mean, literally. So was, you had, but, you had it, no, yeah, it, was, it was there. It was. It wasn't oh, there. Like yeah, how, yeah, it was. My dad moved. To, uh, here in 1966, and he was in. Wasn't in like, there for everyone. Like every, not every town had little league. Not every town had little league. And they're in the valley, bro. They had little. Didn't league. you guys have like? <laughs> ri- didn't, didn't you guys have rivalries with other like little league players and teammates oh, yeah. and things like that? Oh, yeah. Like other teams, sure. like oh, those guys are from the. Cubs. It's like oh, we're playing Fuck the Tigers guys, you know? today. I remember we played yeah, the Tigers, dude. and that was like the other option. Step I, it the up. other the other thing I wanted to say was that all the hats that they were wearing were all super diverse teams. Like you had the Reds, you had the Cubs. Scott you had the, Smalls yeah. was wearing the Cubs hat at you one had point. The yeah, Los you had the Dodgers. You had the Angels. You had I think you had. That I, yeah, Angels the, hat was a '93 LA, Angels hat. The dude. Indians, because yeah. I remember they actually changed their logo at that time. Yeah, they were Los Angeles. Angels. They, wait, Angels weren't a team in '62. No, they were the California Angels at that they time. Were the California Angels in '62, though. I thought they wouldn't come in until like. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Hey, look it up. I don't know. Google I, that I shit. was just I was blown GTS, away by man. how I was blown away by how not every player followed the same team, mm-hmm. right? It was like, yeah. and and that was kind of cool too. Like you said, the open jerseys. Everyone 61. wore Everyone wore really? different. Um, oh no way. Like different jerseys, different things, and what's really funny is is they came to play like they were jeans and shirts, and it was it was a big a big deal. Like yeah. just, they took it very seriously. I yeah. love how they were they had more organization than most other like <laughs> real teams. Like they they it wasn't coming there just always. It was to, to play, but also to get better. Yeah. Well, and I loved it that there's no coaches, there's no adults there to try to tell them what they need to do and what they can. It's about having fun as a kid. Parents usually ruin, ruin the sports. It. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll never, I'll never not love when Smalls runs the balls, in, runs runs the ball in from the outfield. Oh my god! Yes. And then Benny runs out there and tries to explain <laughs> to him, you know, how to throw a, a baseball. He goes, paper out. You ever have paper out? He's like, I helped a guy once. It's like, <laughs> who helps a guy with a paper out? Have you ever done that? <laughs> have you ever done that? Like when you're playing like outfield when you're little. And like yeah. seriously, like someone was like, you know, just hit the ball to me, just like mm-hmm. catch the ball, catch the ball, raising your arm right there, and you just go, and you catch it, and you're just like, oh, okay, let's do this. So playing catch with my son, mm-hmm. I keep, I sometimes I'll like just, just put me. your hand out, ball, oh, you do it, and just, just the ball will do. The you rest. haven't hit a yeah, spot yeah, yeah. since 1990, uh, bro. <laughs> obviously, 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 you haven't never caught me. No, but like. That that moment, right? So did you Benny him right there? He's like, no, I did. I, I so many times real. I had to. That's how I have to do in the very beginning. And after yeah. a while, it gives him some confidence. But then it gets really hard when that's all you're doing the whole well, time the playing catch. No, like, no, you really have to move your hand, bro. No, no, like, you have him <laughs> stick his arm out, <laughs> like, and then you, you can't throw, just keep your hand out there all the you time. You throw it right at his <laughs> chest. Yeah. 
No, but like I was talking about it, you know, in that that one scene where he's teaching him, I guess, basically to have confidence. That's that's all it is. It's not anything more than that. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I was a kid playing baseball, you know, starting out, I had so little confidence. I was surrounded by all these players that were, you know, way more advanced and in and played longer than I had. And I remember like my parents saying, "Hey, you're Scotty Smalls." You think too much. Just go out there and just have fun. Don't think. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Um, which, by the way, great movie. Hashtag Luca. Uh, but no, I think that that is such a it's such a cool scene because it's so simple. But I think so many people can relate to that, whether you're a kid or whether you're not. Is that you overthink things, and sometimes life is just meant to be freaking lived. I mean, and this whole movie is about kids who are really overthinking everything. Like, there's not a man-eating dog behind the fence. They should have just gone and asked for the balls. Yeah, but like squ- squints, squints. Squints, Squints has the best grandpa plan. Was the cop, yeah, he's man. been planning. He's been planning all his life. What do you say? I've been planning this for years. Yeah. <laughs> Squints obviously had a story that was was carried down from other generations that this provided the Did whole background. Of the story. Yeah, I want to do a little bit on that that whole story because the story was hysterical. It was like day after day, people tried to go steal junk from this junkyard, and they kept getting eaten. And, and people, the families turned the in the thieves that they, yeah. they, they have, like, we haven't been stolen from in a I'm, while. Am so. I, I'm like, first of all, who's stealing from a junkyard? Like, I mean, I know that happens, but every day, like well, enough where you're noticing the thieves well, going then, missing, the and then other people contact the cops. About this, yeah, about the they were missing. missing thieves. The family, yeah, the families <laughs> of the thieves. <laughs> No, it was Ethan other people. Bone it wasn't the family. And everything. That was, it Even was the, the bone. 100, yeah. 173 victims. No, 120. No, 173. <laughs> <laughs> so rich, and then the, and then they left Hercules to to the house. Right? Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. And, well, yeah. My favorite old man Myrtle or whatever whatever his name was. What the guy who Myrtle? Yeah, was Myrtle. it Mr. Myrtle? Mr. Myrtle. Yeah, he was white. Darth Vader. And then James know, Jones. Jones well, no, be able, I'm like, because that's from the the. The dog house. So I mean, the, the dog is a no, hundred. Not the. Oh, the dog was like two hundred years old. That's right. No, no the dog no. was old. Well, it would have to be because I guess if Squints's grandpa in the was 60s. in the forties. Oh, in the forties. No, it was oh, like, yeah, in the forties. That's a, that's an a old dog. That's an old freaking dog. So I'm just letting you know there's a horror story in this whole like story about the Sandlot. So I'm pretty sure if you do like a prequel. You'll get to understand, like, hey, there was actually a little like serial Killing killer back in the, in the 50s. yeah in the fifties or Just, something. Uh, uh, James Earl Jones did say all oh, that. No one ever got. That's the best anyone ever got. Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe who knows? So let's go to the iconic scene where they the do pool the, the sleepover. that's the iconic scene because I, I was like, no, the pool. Yeah. Is that <laughs> Hold on, in in the treehouse scene, in a matter of twenty seconds, you have two of the greatest yes. lines in movie history. Want some more of what? <laughs> yeah. And you're killing me small. And you're killing me small. Like, yeah. the, and the whole, it happens without breaking a sweat. It just mm-hmm. goes. Well, also, I, I mean, I, when I seen this movie, I, I, I was eight. Too, man. And I One already knew how to make so s'mores, but literally, okay, so true story. S'more of what? Three days ago, I made s'mores in the backyard with my son. Um, first time ever? No. Are you why, kidding why, me? Why are you being that Brandon person Brandon right Blythe's Nutter by the I literally by love it. it. But anyway, literally, without thinking about it, I'm I'm remembering the recipe of how to make it exactly and in what order. First, from Sandlot, you roast the mallow. First, yeah, I literally I said those words. No, actually, to my kids. That's, not, that's not even the no, first. Yeah, yeah, it is. First, you roast, and the then mallow. when it's flaming, and when it's flaming, <laughs> then you take the gram, you put the chocolate on the gram. You eat it, of you butcher it, <laughs> and then you scarf. Um, <clears throat> but the the story of the beast was. Uh, Okay, so here's where you could easily look at this movie and go, this movie is dumb. 
Mm-mm. No, let's just hear me out. So, oh, girl, no. You've got a bunch of kids who are yelling and who are. Oh, so the Goonies. Kids, the very, Goonies. Uh, Take that, Eddie's of. friend. Wait a second. Wait a second. Time with him. Goonies out. sucked. You cannot compare to this no, Goonies they and then because they're both screaming. They're that in back. this movie. Sandlot. They're always fucking you know screaming. Yeah. Said that. The Goonies is always you screaming. Have this breakdown of this story that squints Palidorus. Yeah, Palidorus. Something like that. I love Squints. He tells the story, and it goes to black and white. It goes to gritty film, and you have this obviously horrible, like overacting. Overacting. You've got. I mean, when they throw the bones out of the out of the trailer, and <laughs> no, they the, hit the that thing, the thieves are flung <laughs> in the air. It's like a Marvel movie. It's. But that's, Watch your mouth. It's, it's talking about the idea of like kids and their what they go with their imagination. Their imagination. I, 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 I am a hundred percent locked into the story. I think it's magnificent. I'm saying where where other people could see this movie and go, this is silly, this is stupid. I can see how you know it's got a pretty bad critics rating. Pretty bad on on yeah, I'm tomatoes. shocked. Sixty three percent. I know why. Well, that was nineties critics for Christ's sakes. Fuck them and, and fuck it was everyone. Roger Ebert. God rest his soul. But Jesus, come on, buddy. I just think that this this movie, to me, that was what made this movie great. Is it didn't take itself seriously. It did not at any point. It did not at any point become serious. It was always. Well, it was always heartwarming and wonderful, but it never hit the tones. Okay, I think I think I think serious may not be the word you're looking for. I, I think that it does take itself seriously. I think it doesn't yeah. melodramatic. Dramatize anything. You know what I I'm guess saying? it's serious for kids. It's serious for kids, but this is, I mean, like you said, this was a serious time in America. This is a serious problem this kid's dealing with. Like, he's he's just let down his stepdad, who he's trying so desperately to... Desperately. To, to just not even reconcile, just to connect with. Yeah, yeah, just to connect with. So I think that it is serious, um, but at the same time, it doesn't make the serious more important than... The fun of living and just like, existing. There's a movie, and I'm, it's not even close, but I don't know if anyone has seen it. It's called Love and Other Drugs. Oh, yeah. And it starts yes. off as this like hardcore comedy with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, the one, one you Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, you don't yeah. like. And all sure. of a sudden, it takes this like turn <laughs> and becomes turn? super dark and like really serious. This movie could have made that turn at yeah. a couple of places. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And yeah. it kept it super. Light, but also impactful. Well, and like it didn't of, lose the impact yeah. by not becoming dark. So, I mean, I, I know we're jumping around, but if you look at kind of one of the, the, I think the three scenes that maybe stand out in everybody's mind is, I do think the, the treehouse scene. Um, the second is the pool scene, which oh, we need to talk about. Talk but about the third that. is the chase scene, right? Right. And the chase scene, I mean, if you think about this and you just like try and explain it to somebody, like this kid's getting be chased by a basically rabid dog, at least they think so. <laughs> like that's, that's Stephen King Cujo shit. So it's a serious moment, like but you're, you're right. They, don't, they attack it, though, from kind of a comedic that you got, you got Wipeout playing the entire time. You got the cuts of but the then, Wolfman playing. Oh, but then you've, got the, then you've got the fence falling on Hercules. And then yes. Scotty, the person who has literally got the most to lose... Goes over there to save uh, Hercules. Right. And everybody else is afraid. And, and again, Benny. this shows Benny and how freaking great of a guy Benny is that he's the only one that stands up and says, you know what, I'm going to help Scotty out. Well, it's not every day that you get like kind of like a, um, a visit from you know, the babe and <laughs> the shit. Babe. So, I mean, you got to be like the guy like, you know, I'm going to be a legend here and shit. <laughs> It yeah. just shows you, I mean, there's so many different stories of in here that just portrays of just with Benny hitting the ball and it's blasting it into yeah, like hitting piece, the cover, hitting off, the cover off the ball. Yeah. It going also with uh, uh, the the pickle, you know, just overall just a regular pickling before the pickle of the beast. 
So the whole idea of just how the movie started with him with the being the pickle, sets it up. Yeah. It sets it up. So many different stories of what baseball is about at the same time with a, a, a children's mm. story. And I, I like how, I mean, right around this part is I, we didn't even talk about tequila. Or with yeah. the, well, with, the with that scene, the yeah. use of music because that's in this four, movie, that's four iconic scenes. There, right there's there. the use the of music scene. in this yeah. movie is just is is unparalleled. It when has he, that when, American graffiti vibe. When I they're was gonna say American graffiti reminds me when of, yeah. they're at the pool yes. and Squints kiss kisses Wendy Peppercorn. Oh, that magic. And I think moment. it's this magic that magic moment. Yeah. This, this magic, magic moment. moment. It was the perfect. It was the perfect song. In the perfect moment, like I will forever associate that song yeah. to that movie, just like I will always associate Ray Charles's "America the Beautiful" uh-huh. with the playing the night game, yep. just as I will always associate Tequila with the, the tilt wheel. Yeah. It's like those are those are em- emotionally triggering moments to me that bring me back to those moments in this movie. And I think Wipeout with the chasing. To yes. me, I'll always think of that. Two things about that. The one with the whole kissing thing in the pool, you know, they kept tailing the kids, squints to stop, you know, to keep your tongue in your mouth. Because he would like, always try to fucking French kiss that. <laughs> he would always try to find a way to do that. Well, who so, wouldn't? It's Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> it's funny though. Even before they set that up, it was like moments before they went to the pool. It was a hot day. And she comes walking down, yeah. and she sees the obviously two boys. and oiling. Yeah. And like, I love I can't that. take it anymore! You, you love that scene when he's walking, <laughs> and he looks at his friends, ball. he goes... <laughs> you know, like and like literally the just, fact that at the end they're married and they have nine kids, nine kids. and they own the, like the, the, the pharmacy. Yeah, the pharmacy. Like to me, that that's such a stupid but beautifully perfect joke. And I've moment. heard a I couple of podcasts on this. They talk about how inappropriate it is for the kid to be. Kid. It's like get over yourself. It's a nine-year-old kid, eleven-year-old no, kid. Saying, no, they're she's twelve. She's probably years old. He's twelve and she's seventeen. And yeah, he copped a, he copped a kiss. 12. He shouldn't have done it. No, like mean, there's different there's different like legend moments in this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, and that is, you'll always, I mean, what, what it was banned oh, from the he, pool the entire rest yeah, of the Yeah, heroes are remembered, but legends never die. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you know, and sometimes you got to celebrate when you beat the shit out of a, like a punk-ass team with a uh, cha. cha. <laughs> I've been saving this moment for a that's long another time. another scene where they beat the crap out of their team. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, that's there's another piece of music that was magnificent. It was yeah. Spirit in the Sky. Yeah. And that scene, when they roll up on their bikes and you've got the side view and all the bikes oh, the come bikes up and come then up. all them walk up on I oh love that God. scene where you just see even looking at the cleats right and they're looking at the, the shoes. Uh-huh. And it's like, they even have shirts out for that scene, like the squad, yeah. you know, or something like that. I have a t- shirt that says the squad. Oh, that's your shirt. Yeah, that's my shirt. <laughs> yeah. So one of, the, one of the negative aspects, and I think Brandon will back me up on this one, mm. is the overuse, overuse of, of the, the term word pickle, pickle and the importance of a pickle. <laughs> so in case you don't know baseball too much, if you play baseball or if you know baseball, nobody really gives a shit about a pickle. Right? We don't care if you're in a pickle. Depends. Uh, no. And we never called it a pickle. It was called a rundown. It's a rundown. <laughs> the problem is that uh, I totally agree with you, but Benny is a legend. He's like, oh, he's going to get himself in another pickle. No, it's, he it, will get out the of it. It's, is, it's called the thing a, is they overuse the word pickle. And the biggest, and they emphasize, the biggest pickle, pickle. of okay, so our you're saying that Every so time they're seeing pickle, they're going to use the word pickle. Like, hey, no, pickle. we used to play the pickle. game pickle. That's all it is. The biggest pickle. Everyone played the game pickle after this movie. It was not necessarily the... Pickle in general that I have a problem with. It was the use it was of the, the word overuse of the word pickle. Literally, Every five minutes. That was well, the summer. We got into the biggest pickle. You guys used to play pickle back in the day. Oh, oh yeah, I play pickle. Oh yeah, for sure. Play butts up. Pepper. Pepper and pickle. Pepper. 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 Used to play butts up. Over the line. Pickle. There. There's only. I was telling Sean off mic. 
that there's only one thing in this movie that is just it's just not perfection, and that is just pickle. The overuse the of the overuse word of the word pickle. I don't, I don't so like you know it. you're wrong, Ed. I, no, I'm not. So you're wrong. Talk, the whole idea was that the, the whole movie is that. Email why do you write an email and just blast me and Sean for, for hating pickle? Why do you not like uh, don't pickle? Me Were you, you never good at pickle? Is that the oh. reason? That was super fucking slow. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean also circle. wasn't good at pickle. I was Sean would just hit home runs. Sean never about? was the runner. He was oh, always excuse me. He was always third base over there. Yeah. You were the third base player? I stole a bunch of In college. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, it's just it's the emphasis of the word pickle. It just it's laughably bad. Who is your favorite childhood baseball laughably player? Laughably good. Chuck Finley. No, 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 not your favorite player. Your favorite childhood baseball yeah, player. Chuck Finley. Seriously, the same fucking oh. guy. Well, yeah, he's, he's a okay, god. Okay, he's, what about he's yours? a god to me. Uh, Chip Jones. Oh, he's a good one. You barely knew him. You were thinking Frank Thomas, weren't you? Frank, Frank Thomas. Big hurt. You know who's no. great was Jim Tomey. No, <gasps> so you know who. You know he pointed the bat at, at the pitcher. So I have I like, two, uh, and I like Cal Ripken. I have Dose. Oh, good one. Okay. okay, I saw Cal Ripken play. He's still live. my fucking player. Perfect. Well, you, I mean, we I have the same. Uh, we the were, kid, the kid, King of Virginia. Oh well, yeah. Oh well, Griffey, you had also you know you don't like swing in baseball. Everybody. Style. Oh man, with, with and Griffey. he used to like wear that hat backwards, and you just Fuck wanted yeah, to be yeah. fucking Ken Griffey Jr. He I wanted to be left-handed. <laughs> I wish I was left. Everyone had a swing like that mm-hmm. after. Yeah. Oh, and you, everyone had. Everyone wanted his cleats and his shoes. Oh my gosh! Fantastic. He was the Michael Jordan. He was the Michael Jordan baseball. What was the other second one? It was a pitcher. You can tell us. Nolan Ryan. Ah. So I used to love he, watching. He finished before we really got into baseball. I nah, love, dude. I remember him beating he, the shit out legend. of Robert Ventura, man. Yes. Robert Ventura. Oh, yes. Nailing him in the face. <laughs> yes. I remember legend. Uh, it was uh, Glavin and it was Tommy Glavin, Maddox, Maddox and, and John Smoltz, Smoltz on the Braves. Because the Braves was my favorite team when I was growing mm. up. Yes. Yeah, no, they were terrible. Yeah. But oh, no, <laughs> Deion they were, Sanders oh, was on the Braves. Deion Sanders. 96, I think. Deion Sanders. Sanders. They won. They won. Yeah. I don't they, remember They beat the Indians. Yeah. With Tommy. Yeah. I love Tommy. Anyway, so uh, 98 cents for a brand new ball. I thought that was funny. That was adorable. And let's talk about the Look shit talking of ham behind the plate when they're playing. <laughs> the, uh, so that's one actually the bad reviews. Left field? That's one of the bad views Maybe. I actually get. I was this. as ugly as you. My dog Why is as ugly as you. I shave his butt. Realistically, I, I realize this now. Cause I think we just grew up in that like a little bit tougher era than it is now to this day. But hearing a lot of the reviews, watching it on yes, is yes, we the did. language is actually some could be saying it's a little bit over the top oh, with bad language. It. It's a bad language. Oh, oh. get over pickle, then you dick. Pickle is a word. They say yeah. shit like four times. I know, but uh, and for a child to oh, show it, they like, say shit twice. They say t- shit twice. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, wait, shut, wait, wait. Shut it. I'm up. missing both this both shit. Times, both it's times. A lot of reviews. Both I'm not times. saying I like I'm it. I'm telling you, I'm not saying I like it. The greatest line in that whole thing. Okay, was when, uh, when, when Squints oh, yeah, kisses just... Wendy and literally Timmy or Tommy, I can't remember which one, goes, oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> literally, that's the perfect use of language. He goes, oh, he's in deep shit. <laughs> he's in deep shit. That's what it is. Wait, oh, what, what, what are they getting? It's, bitch, it, it, it's, it's the too much bad language and also too much sexy stuff. That's all Fuck I see in reviews. I see reviews of that. And you know what? I'm going to say shame on everyone who looks at this movie and says, sees the language and, and the too much sexiness. And Eddie, I know we're the messenger, but we're shooting it's you. It's not me. No, no, I understand. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying that's but bullshit. If it's on Disney Plus, then fuck it past the fucking, you know, yeah. the censorship. And, and even man. if it's Come not, on. I'm sorry. It's bullshit. Get over yourself. We're not watching showgirls here. you 100%. They say shit three times and they go, and they don't even say butts, ass, fuck, dicks, fuck, nothing. 
I mean, in a world, <laughs> Yo, in, a world fuck, where, in, in a world where we have a half society who glorifies <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. Fifty Shades of Grey, I think yeah, we can it. deal with the Sandlot. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. Uh, literally, <laughs> that person. Who, I hate this generation. Can you do me a favor. this fucking wait, wait. generation. Ed, Ed, name the person. Who? What's her name? I, what's who? His or her name? Written by a parent of a five, seven, nine, and eleven. Yeah, Michael, sixty-four. Too you're a piece language. of shit. Yeah, maybe, and maybe you you're should be a better parent. Be a better parent. And then another one. And that, there's another one that's singling some fuckers <laughs> out. <laughs> I cannot wait for Michael parent, 64 parent of a two-year-old. It says, and this was written by Mel. A two-year-old two shouldn't be watching this fucking film. A two-year-old they don't understand what's gave, going on. They gave a four out of five stars saying it's oh. still awesome, but it was a little uncomfortable with the set scene. Chewing tobacco use oh and cuss words thrown out. And they all got sick. It was a great message. And they it actually was, was licorice <laughs> they use in the movie, not fucking shit. And guess what? I never did. Guess what I never did. Hmm. Tobacco because of this. I never did tobacco either because of this. True story. So, I did actually. Well, what's that person's name? No, she people. gave a four out of five stars. A yeah, whole generation of people did not use tobacco because of this movie. Thank because you, Because we were Sam afraid Rock. to puke three Thank six. you, so, Di- David, I, Mikey, Mickey So that's Evans. what I was trying yeah. to say is like, I felt like our generation, we took it and we ran with it. We like we knew what was bad and good. Like even from like seeing yeah. seeing Chaz, I hell no, I'm not taking Chaz. Yeah. That's you what's know what else happen. I never did. I never kissed a girl at the pool because I was terrified to do that. That's so, what everyone you know what? really I never dove in the deep end. <laughs> never dove in the deep end. <laughs> to be fair, chlamydia got me away from that. So so I would always I I had no good lifeguards to kiss. There's always the male. It was like shit. Is there no other guys here besides these? Steve's people? there. <laughs> Steve's up there, and there's George. What is oh. my life? Car look like that. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's not gonna my, save me. My lifeguard was like se- a seventy-five-year-old Angela Angela Lansbury type. Yeah, but Sean would totally fake. Oh it no, I would have gone after her in a heartbeat. Like that. He, you still would. If Angela Lansbury was your lifeguard right now, would you? Oh, no, no, thousand percent. If Angela Lansbury came through the door right now, you wouldn't see me for. Like, I know. <laughs> Do you guys like how old school like uh, Babe Ruth in this? Movie a lot, Babe Ruth. Like, you know, like, like the great Bambino. Yes, right? I calling am out not the shot. a huge Babe Ruth fan. But I it, think it, that he's. It over showed you that at this time, this place. is '62. Babe Ruth died in '48. Yeah, let's also back up and say and this movie was iconic wait, to baseball. And this movie sure. was made in the '80s. This was prior was to '93. 90, I'm sorry. I'm, excuse me. I'm sorry. '90s. This was prior to Barry Bonds breaking the record. Prior to Mark McGuire. Well, I breaking just would the say Mickey Mantle should be. Uh, but I'm just saying that it's prior to all the new players that came. But they forward. give that yeah. cool little hand, like, oh, what is this card? Can I keep Hank it? Aaron. Is it Hank Aaron? Yeah, rookie card. Pretty fucking cool, man. That was cool. But also. I think it sets up, and no, I, I think Babe Ruth is actually the perfect. I, I personally think Babe Ruth is over, overblown, but I think it's a perfect one for this one because he's iconic. He, people who don't know baseball know Babe Ruth, but it also sets up some lady, Baby Ruth. Baby right? Ruth, right. It sets it up perfectly. You know, got the Bambi joke. I mean, so it sets up a lot of things. So to progress in the storyline, we get to a point where... Uh, Why are you even trying to go narrative? Because well, I want to talk about this scene. Benny the Jet Rodriguez knocks the cover off the baseball. Mm-hmm. Small says he's got a baseball at home. What an idiot. Idiot. They go, he steals the Baby Ruth... The, the baby the Ruth baseball. I would steal a baby so out of the park. Is he an idiot? Yeah. Or is the dad and no, the mom an idiot? Smalls for just saying, idiot. hey, this is Baby Ruth's ball. Don't fucking touch Smalls this ball. Smiles an idiot. My mom, a grown Yeah, my, do- grown my, my door would have been locked. My door yeah. would have been locked. So basically, they, they use the ball, goes over the fence to the beast, and then you have the dream. This dream sequence gave us, I think, one of the greatest lines in childhood movie history, mm-hmm. which is what, Brandon? Heroes will be... Remember, remember, the legends never, never die. Yeah, Jesus, I, I should not have gone die. to him. I would, I, Eddie. What is the line? Heroes are remembered, but legends, legends never, never die. die. Eddie, 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 follow Eddie, 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 follow your heart. Do it. Follow your heart. Kid. So think about this. <laughs> you never go wrong. <laughs> but think about this. Okay. 
Hold Say the right. He fucking nailed it, dude. Say my name. What's my name? <laughs> What's my name, bitch? Uh, and then he knocks on the window. Sandlot. Uh, I got a dream. Yeah. So think about this, okay? So just from a, a, a you know, a meta, I don't know how do you how do you explain it. Benny was the only one who made it, other than the pitcher. The pitcher got yeah, to like triple A. Triple A, yeah. But Benny made it because he took this massive risk of pickling the beast. Like that's he he was so dedicated to baseball that, that he right. And this is this is it's such a life lesson, right? You've got to make the leap over the fence and face the beast and pickle the beast in order to get what you really want. And I think that for a kid growing up, there is no greater life lesson. So fuck you so all, fuck people you, who, have, Mike. who have trashed yeah. this movie. And sometimes in the end, you get to meet Darth Vader. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's so the best I, fucking. I do. What I'm saying is, ever. there is yeah. no better life lesson than having a summer. With friends, you gotta take a chance. Bu- building, building mm-hmm. all these different things to try and good, fix a problem. Good friends too. Great right? friends, but they, I mean, look at how many apparatuses they built trying to get this ball back. And finally, they just had to face facts. They had to grow up face and pickle the beast. I love that. That whole, is a great message. I love that whole too. The whole them trying to figure out different ways to get in this ball. Oh, that was so like good. one of the best. <laughs> was it science so against man? Yeah. yeah. My favorite was squints uh, every time. Yeah, yeah. Look out. Yeah, was yeah. it Timmy or Tommy with the just the, the yeah. dust oh, all yeah, over the vacuums? We've been going. About this all around. I blame myself. That is so fucking hilarious. I, I love like the most underrated fucking kid yes. in that movie, dude. Well, and yeah, I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bungee I wonder where he got the bungee jumping from. <laughs> no, okay. So I want to go back though because I I always thought this and watching it again and, and it had only been a couple months since I've seen this one uh, the last time. But I don't understand Scotty's thought process for going to get that ball. There Whether is, it's a there signed is, ball by He anybody. wanted to keep the game going. That's I know. All he and that's about. what I was telling myself and I wrote it in my notes, but I still don't believe it. Because he like wanted that. to still be cool with his friends, his uh, new friends. I, what did he ball? expect to happen though? Well, so here's the thing. A dirty ball? So No, but here's the other thing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if he would have just asked his mom for the 49 cents, she probably would have given him the damn 49 cents and he could have bought a ball. Oh, for shot. sure. Because that that woman was like, go out and play, get the hell out of my house. She's like, oh, you need 49 cents? Here. Here's the couch. Go outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, thirsty. And all I could think about, like, if I was, if I was the adult in this situation, my kid was going out and playing baseball every day. I would have this like jar of coins that I would dump every coin I had to make to let but them. But do go you play think that she even knew where he was going? I don't know. I think. And uh, here's, but oh, I think let, she was just excited. Thought, yeah, 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 yeah. was out there because making friends. In my head, yeah. I'm like, I want to support you. I want to make sure you have balls and play. Mm-hmm. I think part of what was so cool about being a kid in this time period, which is I, I do want to talk about where, that. Yeah. The, all these kids in this movie were our age. Yeah. They were yeah. all our age. I was like, I remember losing the ball and having to stop playing and having to figure something else out to do because we no longer had the ball. Play, you got to play the tennis ball. For right. You had to day. figure it out. Like <laughs> fucking awesome. And I think that, that, pivot that maneuver that we had to do as kids that we didn't get what we wanted we had to like figure it out on our own i think that was super important nowadays that's not how it is well like, they don't even go don't outside struggle. anymore man well, look at look at how they and i'm watching it five minutes yeah that's thinking, it five minutes right i mean ed we, we got kids and uh in a couple of years when they're old enough to go play outside are we gonna just be like hey go and come back at, at spoiler alert sundown. they're old enough now okay anyway are we <laughs> right like nowadays things There's have changed so much a, since 1962 yeah. where you can't let a kid go play Ride their bike for down hours this, down and hours park. and hours without knowing where they're going. We yeah. were as long as we were home before the sunlight. Right. No, exactly. And, and, and there's so, much, there's and so many is, different. It's different now. It's no, different totally. Now with, with kidnappings and it's out there, it's really out there strong. Even in the 90s, we're not doing taken yet. 
Yeah. I mean, but I, I agree. That, that's a so, shame. That, but what I was thinking, yeah. like, if, but if you're in a good neighborhood and you want your kids to, that's why I was with my kids. I want them to connect with their teammates, and we try to meet up. So we do mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, he's only a sit, so there's no phones for anyone. So we try to the parents exchange contact information, mm-hmm. and we try to meet up as best we can at places. Yeah. But you hope, and I hope, and thinking in my life is like, well, I hope they just like grow into it and like mm-hmm. stay connected. Um, I was hoping for. Uh, one thing here also with the whole Benny the Jet Rodriguez. What, what was, what's going on with oh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez? No, it was Stadi Smalls. So Stadi Smalls. I don't think I would have been as mad to this day. If, if it you was, lost Babe Ruth? I have a lot of signed balls. And if my kid starts... From Babe Ruth? It's a ball. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be as mad. I'd be like, hey, you lost it. Okay. I don't know. I just wouldn't be as mad. Sorry. He just needs to give me to make sure he gives me like the 1927 New York. Murderer's thing. row ball, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. That's what that, no, he, I, I, get, I think he'll be saying, on it, like grounded just, for a month. If it's, it's something really I didn't want my son to touch, I will let him know. Mm-hmm. And this is why I feel like but yeah, when, this, when, as he, Bill, when he's 11. I mean, but, and look what he did. Okay, so look at the lines. And, and we're skipping ahead because I still want to cover the pickle at the end. But the lines that he said is my dad was really mad and he grounded me for a week. A week. Not a month, not a year, a fucking week for destroying his prized baseball. His, his ball that has. But what would have happened him. if he didn't get the other ball? It doesn't matter. The point it is, it would have only been a week, though. Is what I'm saying? Because he actually took. He was probably more impressive that Scotty took mm-hmm. responsibility of actually getting retrieving a ball for him and everything like that. Like, I get and so I think much. It was more out of respect. I than get anything. so much joy out of my life when my sons do something wrong. They come up to me and tell me the truth before I find out. I'm like, oh. God, That's man. a big does moment, son. Yeah. What does that <laughs> feel like? like? Because my six year old does not do really? that. Really? Like, you like, kind of tell me, like, oh, that's so like, great. So now the, you're in trouble the, now. <laughs> no, the trouble is way less, and he comes up to me before I find out. Well, and this whole movie is centered around the fact that kids do not know what parents are thinking. Like, it makes me laugh when I look at what the, what the kids, their thought process, their whole life is based on the fact that they could have just gone over and asked him for baseballs. Yep. Like, how terrifying of a world do you live in when you can't knock on a door? Hey, my ball went over your fence. Can I go right. get it? <laughs> so you're going to talk about the pickle. Yeah, I want to talk about the pickle, and I want to talk about a couple things. So number one, I got a thought that the dog was like Terminator. He just kept coming. <laughs> or Michael Myers, which is the stupidest movie of all time. But uh, our fans do don't think Cinematographically so. speaking, it is. Do you oh, think that there was any significance? It is the number one movie of our podcast, by the way, folks. Uh, until hey guys, until, yeah, until last week. Uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, my question is this, do you think there was any significance that the director chose Wolfman as the movie oh, yeah. to play behind this beautiful well, yeah. pickle scene? And well, why? yeah, it's because, well, it's, it's just, it's this idea of, of the monster that we create in our minds of a dog is going to attack us. And it's this, it's this monster beast, which is what they've made it out to be the whole time. And plus, it's a badass moment when, during Wolfman, the dog r- rips through the screen. I mean, that's that's badass. It's funny. Except for that so. one line. I ever, even, t- even when I was a little kid, like, ooh, look at that dog. Look at that dog. Ooh, big, big dog. I fucking hate that one, dude. I love it. I just don't. The chase scene, okay, so I will say that they should have used, and they probably couldn't use it, but they should have used the wah, 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 when they were doing the, because that music... They only had so much money for oh, when, film. When, right. Money, when he was looking when at he the was, beast. Yeah, it should have. I got such a good, the bad, the ugly that feel. And they should have cool. used it, but oh, they yeah. couldn't Instead have. of they used the whistle. Like, or it just didn't really. Yeah. With yeah. the bullwhip. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool, I man. But that? No, no, it just could, it should have been. It should have been. You know the, that spinning uh, thing when they were throwing up? Uh, the song was actually supposed to be Willy Bully. 
but they, oh. they didn't have the rice for it, so they had to go with tequila and everything oh, like tequila that. Tequila was better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes sure. they hit in situations that you wanted. Oh, One yeah. spirit in the sky. Yeah, like they had you, great you know. songs and and great representative songs of the moment. So, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about James Earl Jones and like fucking just. He doesn't like baseball. He hates baseball. And he's made two of the greatest baseball yeah. movies ever. He hates baseball. He doesn't yeah. like baseball. And he's like fuck. He's like legend. Yeah. He's well, like a legend from legends. He's certainly not a hero. <laughs> so is that player real? Oh, I want to know. Heroes is that live forever? Is that but real? legends never die? Is that a real baseball so player? So fucking good in that movie. He was so what? good in it, dude. So good. Is that a real baseball player who he portrayed? I, I don't know the answer that to be yes, but I I would hazard a guess, a leap in my mind to think that it was a professional baseball player. Yes, I'm gonna go with no. So B- Benny pickles the beast. We get the ball back. The murderer's row balls return, and then we have this iconic moment. Flash forward into the future. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. So here's my disappointment. Benny no. the Jet Rodriguez is a pinch runner. No, 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 After no. After a long career. Oh, he's had a long career. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm pissed at you for that. Yeah, so but I have different, no, different no, no. upset reasons. I think because he, it sounded like he played for 20 years. His legendary status came from him running down the beast, right? He's legend still for his speed and his ability to steal. And basically, what better way to mirror the, yeah. the youth than... Than doing basically the same exact thing, stealing third, no, which is I, this. I, it, well, well, how would the story have changed if he had just hit a triple or if he had got to third base? A because pinch if runner, you base, bro. A pinch stealing runner. home, wait, wait, stealing home. Yeah, the story takes place in 1962, right? Yeah. yeah. The movie's playing and happening in 1993. So you got to think that this guy's been playing over for fucking He's 20, 20 years. years. Of I understand all of seasons. that. I'm just telling you right now, nobody would pinch run for a guy at third base. Yes, they would. If you know that he's, <laughs> if you know he's going to steal home. The other thing was, it didn't look if like he's he's the jet. It's like Brian Roberts. It's like <laughs> Brian jet. Roberts. He's the jet, yo. The other thing was, they say he's lost a step like, or two. As instantly as a pitcher and the whole defense team, why are they pitching somebody out of third? He's going to try to steal home, everyone. Just play yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, like, can you telegraph it anymore? Yeah, it's like, geez, guys. What, like, what the I hate it when you on? see the fans like going crazy and you're like, okay, that's a night game. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> the other thing so also, shit. the game, spice it, I don't know if the game ended. Like, the game, it, I always thought the game ended, but they kept playing a little bit afterwards. Yeah. So I was like, was this just a regular, like, fifth inning pitch run? Like, no, they won the game. It was a walk-off. In, like, August. Or should we say a run-off? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even a playoff game. It was just a regular was August game. It's preseason, probably. The Jet lives forever, guys. And that brings us to the interval review. Now it's time for the podcast where each right of the hosts. Wow, that was a walk off bash right there. On the following scale, Eddie, can you please provide the following scale? Oh my God, please. Brandon, that's why we're pitchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a filled first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're gonna Uber or lifting home. Four, a rough morning watch of shame. Five, you blackout, shit face, spring break, drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with Sean. All right. So first, uh, I have a note here in my notes that this movie can be uh, viewed on Disney Plus, and I think that's important for uh, our viewing uh, uh, audience. In our new day and age, yeah. Where can you see this movie? For you know, we're going to try to add that earlier in the podcast, but I forgot. But how about this? How about you just turn, pause, watch the movie. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Now you can hear our following (laughs) score. Welcome back to Three and a Half Gentlemen, season three. Um, okay, so I sat down to watch this movie, like I said, with uh, parents of some friend, a uh, good friend from college, and I'm listening to uh, her just get excited and remember, and we, we kept pausing and talking about when I was in Little League, when, when her son was in Little League. This movie transports you back to when you were a kid. It makes you feel so much, like you want to have one more summer of your childhood playing with your friends, and for that it's super powerful. 
Uh, we can get into why it's not the perfect movie and we can argue about different aspects of the movie. Can we? We can't because this movie makes you feel yeah. something special. Yeah. This this captures a moment in, in history, a moment in your childhood where you can kind of look back and just smile. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been struggling with this score a lot because I really wanted to give it a zero and I, I, I don't think I can uh, out of out of good conscience because of what I gave. I've given other movies. So you are a zero whore. I, I am a zero whore. Yes. So I think I'm going to give it a 0.5. And mm. I believe that this movie is if, if you if I was going to set out as a filmmaker or, you know, look at our mandate, how movies have impacted how film is, or how movies are made today. This is the recipe. Let's let people feel this feeling over and over and over again. This is why you go to the movies. So for me, it's a 0.5. Eddie. All right. So I won't be. Uh, everything you said is really accurate. Uh, finding this movie, the grade is really hard. Uh, I am not a zero. You're not even as you're not interested in zeros. Uh, Sean's a whore. You're I, not even interested. I know, in it. and that's that's good. I mean, you it's have hard class. To, it's hard to get with me. Um, so, so but I am that, the pretty woman. Of that, <laughs> that being said. This movie is freaking amazing. You need to go see it with your family, uh, even by yourself, if you just want to enjoy it. It is family friendly, a, so fuck everybody else. <laughs> go fuck everyone. Oh, yeah, sorry for all the language that we gave, but it's. Uh, but there's so many different. I, I could watch this movie, and there's so many different parts that I just want to watch with my my, my children. And yeah. My, my even Celine and I, we could just watch this with just a date night movie. We enjoy this. Um, also, to play baseball to show ki- my my kids that it, 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 yes, you can have fun with baseball. A whole bunch of other different aspects of the game and how to practice and you can put so many different aspects in this i love the story um this is a story of about children's and their imaginations and uh this movie holds up to my standard of movies like how i have sean was saying you know you don't see movies like this written out of nowhere and it's a, it's a hard movie to uh ever change a channel when you see this on tv and because of that i'm giving this a 0.75 uh brandon all right so uh, I'm going to do something I don't normally do, and that is I wrote something, just a little bit. Uh, and I'm going to read it. Uh, and, and so this is a movie that captures childhood. It doesn't matter if you grew up in the early 60s or if you saw this movie and grew up when it came out in 1993 or if you're, if you're you know, just new to the world and you're just seeing this movie for the first time now in 2020, 2021. It's a movie of what childhood is and, more importantly, what childhood should be. And I think that that is something that is unfortunately lacking, not only in, in entertainment and media nowadays, but just literally in living. And I'm not going to preach about you know cell phones and, and computers and tablets and TV, but the idea of being a kid, going outside, getting your knees dirty, getting in trouble, and just enjoying the world around you is something that I think that, that our world is missing and it would be great to recapture that. And if this movie can in any way inspire kids to just go out and play baseball, football, basketball, kick a soccer ball around, I don't care. Just go out and fly a damn kite. I love it because it brings me back to when, when I and we were growing up at the same time. Like you said, Sean, we, we grew up and we were the same age of the actors when this movie came out. Um, this is a movie that I don't care what I'm doing. If I if I see that it's possibly on, I'm stopping and I'm watching yes. it. Um, this is a movie that uh, it speaks to my my love of baseball, which I've had my entire life, my love of movies, and my love of just 
of goodness being out there in the world, even when you can't really expect it to be there. And and uh, I, I unfortunately cannot agree with either of you guys. Uh, this is, and I'm not a whore, but I'm definitely slutty. Um, this is a zero. This is this is a perfect movie for me. This then and this and Field of Dreams are and hand in hand. Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I'm going with baseball. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. So l- listen, if Darth decided to throw a ball at Luke and he hit it with a lightsaber, then yeah, I could lump that in. But you know Clearly what? Clearly, you've can't. never seen Toy Story two. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah. Wait, I need to get my little sign off. Like, is this picture fake? This it's is a, a fake picture. Great I'm movie. So upset that this is a fake picture. What are you doing? I'm literally giving my score. I'm, I'm you, spilling you my gave, heart. You gave it already. Fine, it's a damn zero, Jer. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. There's no point for me to say any type of words right now because everyone pretty much explained exactly job, why Brandon. this movie is you, no pun intended it's a league of its own okay oh, oh another great movie okay. not a zero not that's a zero a that's a point for <laughs> it is the same picture they just cropped him out what do you let listen to jer <laughs> okay sorry go ahead i don't even know what he's talking about I don't folks. either i don't know what to say man like those this is that one rare movie that i put it on to just walk away from this fucking reality of this world and everything like that. I think this movie is fantastic. I think people should be able to reminisce these movies here that are just one of a kind, man. When you think of The Sandlot, you think of movies that seriously kind of started the whole thing of baseball movies. Without Sandlot, you don't have Rook of the Year. You don't have Angels in the Outfield. You don't have fucking... Little Big League and everything like that. This movie is you so fucking good. Seriously, you don't even have other, all these other ones. I, uh, the Rookie. Or you know, all baseball movies, to be honest. This movie just does something for my heart. And it just makes me think about not just baseball, but that one summer. We all have that one summer that was just the best fucking summer in our lives. That we just kind of keep for the, rest of our, for the rest of our days and shit like that. And this movie does that for some reason, man, for me. Um, it's not a perfect movie. It's not a perfect movie. Oh, it, it's not a zero. Own. It's not a zero. But fuck, man. Point zero one. You know, I think it's fucking great. This is a one drink for me, guys. Oh, it's a one. Oh, okay. It's fucking fantastic. I could watch this movie just like what you said, Brandon. Anytime it's on, and it's on Disney Plus, by the way, I could watch it any fucking time if I want to. It's that good. All right, Ed, when we take that point five, point seven five, zero, and 1, and we divide it by 4, what does that get the Sandlot uh, as a score? Yes, thank you, Brandon, for doing the math. Just my, I was fat fingering the uh, uh, number here. The calculator. Uh, that would have been a little, really bit, un- little bit high. Uh, so, uh, point five sits two five. That's yeah. zero point five sits two five. So that puts us where? So on the where does it put us on the on the list there, uh, Brandon? Or or Jeremy? Well, it actually it's a four, is it zero point five six zero point five six two eight? Okay, then it ties with no, uh, the no. fourth two movie. Five. What? Two yeah two five, five. six two five two oh, five. five six two five. Yeah, that counts. Okay. Oh, so it no, it says a five. I just can't read my writing. No. It's, it's okay. It's, so yeah, we're right so here. we're, we're tied. yeah we're we're, we're tied, tied. With, we're tied in the fourth spot with Sound of Music as a zero point five six. So what's better than... The so Sandlot? the first movie is Empire Strikes Back at 0.06. Second is Fill the Dreams. Jurassic That's Park, Godfather, they come in at 0.25. Perks of Being a Wildfire is a 0.5, and this comes right below it. And right above The Joker, The Shining, The Breakfast Club, So it's Jaws. tied with the sound of music. At, yes, it at is. 0.56. Yeah. 
Yes, it is. It's a top ten five. It's a top five film, man. So yeah, it is. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like a lot of the movies that we've done this season have really ranked on our our chart here. They're high. They're high. We what we what you're saying then, Sean, is we need to pick some real shit movies. Well, I mean, if we yeah, Brand, well, you, well, you, you know, know what we could those. do? We could do the one that is on well, your shirt right now. No, we could do Jurassic we'll World. That's let, a seven. Well, Brand, let's, let's, let's put this way. Let's, let's pick, this way. No, let's we're, have we're, Brandon, let's just have Brandon. Make let's have picks. Brandon make a movie. Yeah. Because a lot of Brandon make a movie. Well, I believe we're gonna be going to the 2000s, right? Uh, actually, yes. yeah. yeah. The next movie we do will be a 2000s So I movie. promise you this, folks. Oh, they're not going to be that much of a great We're score. We're getting fresh. <laughs> uh, We're getting fresh. So I, I will say that we hit a pretty big milestone uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I think... Uh, I think Jeremy would like to t- tell us about that a little well, bit. Well, we went over a certain amount of numbers. I yep. don't want to give details about that number, but just think how big that fucking number is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, yo, that that is something that we only been doing this for about a year and change. We went on a little hiatus. We were actually quarantined here once in a while, there and there. Yeah, this is only our like 63rd movie or something like something that. Something like that. We're very kind of young and fresh. You know, we still got a little young wolf pup and everything. However... This is fucking awesome. Thank you guys so much for just like downloading and just sharing it with your friends and things like that. Please I continue mean, to do that. The whole We'd premise of this podcast was getting with your close best friends, have a drink, and talk about your favorite fucking movies. Having fun. Yeah. That's it. Well, that said, uh, I think that... I put my paper away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Those physical reviews are super important. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, at the dot Gentleman Podcast. The dot you does can, mean a lot. Dot means a lot. You can visit our uh, website at thegentlemanpodcast.com. And we would really love to hear uh, from you. Tell us what, how we're doing, if we're doing bad, if we're doing good. Yes, yes. movies you'd like to Please see. Please let us know if Brandon's doing bad. Yeah, and, and we. They do. Yeah, <laughs> he's the number one source of, of negativity. Uh, <laughs> not a surprise. He's the negative one? I no, am. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, well, no, they would not bash I lo- the host. I love you. Obviously. <laughs> I love you. Brandon. I, I love, love you. you too, Ed. Uh, thank you very much for listening and cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs>